Hello, friends. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Kenton. This is Rewild University's Unleash Your Life podcast. <laughs> hey, there you are. I have Hi. been wondering where you have been. Oh, went for a little walk. A little walk. Well, I know you don't have a really good concept of time, but it's been a long time. It's been, I don't know, two hours or something? Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Huh. Where, where did you go? You must have gone off exploring something. Oh, I did the little loop. You know, about a half mile. <gasps> You're so funny. What are you talking about, the little loop, half a mile? You, you, you cannot spend two hours doing half a mile. Oh, no, I was walking really slow. Really slow. I was doing Shinrin-yoku. Oh, Okay, okay, that makes sense. Shinrin-yoku. Shinrin-yoku is pretty awesome in my opinion. Oh, isn't it great? Yeah, but we should I maybe... I feel so refreshed. Tell and... people. Oh, what it is? Yeah. <laughs> There's that one translation, forest bathing. Doesn't that just kind of get this vision in your head? All right, we're all going to get our baths and drag them out into the woods and then take baths in the woods. That sounds really nice. It actually, actually does. I could do that right about now. Oh, could you imagine a bathtub nice bath. surrounded by birdsong? <laughs> Sometimes when I hear forest bathing, though, the translation, I imagine, <laughs> I don't know why, I imagine people going out and rolling in leaves and put, like when you dive into oh, yeah. leaves in the fall and they're all around you and people scrubbing with grass and stuff. That's why that's actually kind of a neat translation forest bathing because mm. if it brings up that idea of getting all into the leaves and such then well it shows that this is about immersing ourselves. wow really immersing ourselves so to be clear mm -hmm. how it is shinrin yoku different from just going for a walk i mean i go for walks every day i know a lot of people who go for walks and it's very rewarding and unwinding and how is this any different well, that's what it looks like superficially at least is that there we are and we're walking through the woods so you couldn't really tell the difference between a slow walker and a shinrin yokuist oh i like that <laughs> shinrin yokuist but there is okay what well, you said Going out into the woods, it's good for us. Mm -hmm. We know it's good for us just to step out into the woods for a short amount of time. And subjectively, but also now as science comes in, well, we're going to be doing an upcoming episode on that. Just mm -hmm. how good science is showing nature is for yes, us. Yes, I can't wait for that. But it's a little like when people come out to Rewild University, the forest monks. And often on one of the first days, I'll say, okay. You're coming out into the woods, but you're carrying an invisible backpack. We think we've left everything behind, our cell phone and our car and all this stuff, but we've carried this invisible backpack. Mm. And this invisible backpack, it is filled to the brim with worries and concerns and habits people that we're going to miss, all this mind activity. The what-ifs clinging to you. Right. Ooh. So usually when we go for a walk in the woods, we're also carrying that backpack along with us. Okay, so I have to say, case in point, for myself, I am an example. A lot of times I go for a walk and I'm thinking. 
Yeah. In fact, we it's... did a YouTube video, or you did, I can't remember, about are we going for a walk or are we going for a think? Yeah. Which isn't to discredit. Uh, many times I need those walks just to clear the air for myself. Oh. But Shinru Nyoku is taking this even deeper. It's asking us to let go of that invisible backpack. Because we're wearing that backpack all the time. And as you say, that walk, it can be great just to unwind and kind of think about things. But there is so much value in taking that backpack off for mm -hmm. a little while, just once in a while, and seeing what it feels like without it. Now, when we're wearing that backpack, our mind, it's churning around mm. and, and going over like all this cream? stuff. Yeah, except not quite as sweet, <laughs> usually. <laughs> Sometimes our thoughts are sweet. Yeah, but, but usually we don't churn over sweet thoughts. No, no. Often it's, oh, what the boss said or what our wife or husband said or what are we going to do about this or that. And as our mind is churning, we know that affects our physiology. Mm -hmm. So our body reacts. We're going to tend to walk faster. We're going to tend to breathe more shallowly. And even though we're still getting those benefits of being in nature, we're, we're also kind of spending that walk training our minds in the things that we're always training our minds into, which is to be overactive in monkey mind, going, going, going. Right, right, right. So basically, if we're taking that walk, even if it is helping us in some respects, Shinrin-yoku is going to allow us to actually take off that pack, set aside the thoughts, and really do something completely different, a break from the way we usually go through our modern life. Just sort of full steam ahead, everything's going around. This is a complete opposite of that. Same reason the Forest Monk program can be so powerful for people, because you're stepping out of your life for a period of time, you may never do this again like this, and you're getting to go inward, to explore, to really go into the depths of yourself. When we take our invisible backpack off, we can get a little teeny taste of that for a short while and can be pretty powerful. It sounds really nice, but also in some ways kind of scary. Yeah, it can be scary. But here's the cool thing. Shinrin-yoku, there is a lot of science behind it showing how good it is for us. Consider that a Shinrin-yoku walk is going to elevate your mood. So you can think, oh, this is scary, but you're going to come out on the other end of this. This is scientifically shown that your mood is going to be higher on the other end of that Shinrin-yoku walk. And, well, boy, we should talk about a bunch of the benefits. Yeah. The cool thing is that these benefits are long-lasting. Even a short walk in nature, 20 minutes, doesn't have to be two hours like I did. 20 minutes, and you're going to have days of benefits. Mm, wow, that is amazing. That's better than a drug oh yeah it is well tell me some awesome. of the other benefits oh well it affects our physiology in all kinds of ways they're finding that the immune system is enhanced from again even a short walk out in nature blood pressure lowered stress falls mm. our focus and they've done some cool studies with kids who have adhd okay focus improves wow not just in adults but in these kids People who are trying to recover from an injury, a surgery, an illness, Shinrin-yoku speeds healing. Wow. Higher energy levels, better sleep. Wow, this is reading like the back of one of those advertisements. Oh, Here's my. all the benefits. So yeah. are there any negative side effects? That's the thing with nature. 
The negative side effect? We're going to have to really search for that. Mosquitoes, if there are Maybe some. Maybe mosquitoes, yeah. Too hot, too cold. Or, right, or you have to drive to this place or there's going to be maybe some inconveniences with it but there's no negative side effects of time and nature just benefits mm. and for most of it it's, it's going to be relatively free very inexpensive so you drug. I, so i have two questions the first is we talk a lot about meditation how is shinrin-yoku different or similar to or whatever speak to that versus a moving meditation or a walking meditation how what what is the deal with that it really is a walking meditation but it tends to be easier for people because in a lot of meditations we're really trying to focus our mind on just our breath or just our footsteps or something like that and nature kind of opens up our awareness during Shinrin Yoku. So it's it's an open awareness meditation. And that can be a lot more fun and a lot easier for a lot of our minds because it allows our mind to move around, to experience novelty. So basically, instead of the focus being this one thing, we tap into that thing that, as you said, our brain loves novelty. And so maybe it's okay for us or we're meant to smell the air, mm. feel the ground under our bare feet, yes. feel the wind, notice the colors of the butterfly. And so we're allowing our mind kind of to be distracted, but in a very focused way. Really, I almost don't think of it as distracted because what we're really doing is being completely present moment with each sense and thing that comes into our senses. Like the dancing monkey meditation, which I've talked about, I won't go into it here. It fools our mind, though, into being focused while allowing it to play. Shinrin Yoku is the same way. So our mind gets to play. It gets to have fun. It gets to just be sensuous and enjoy things at the same time that it's getting into a meditative state. So it's a really cool, really cool way of being out in nature. Mm, that sounds so lovely. So uh, one other thing that you said before I forget this is you might have to drive to it. I was going to say, what if you live in a city or some place where there isn't a lot of nature? It's, it can be tough. Nature is kind of required, though. We're going to see here that some of the science is showing that there's ways to get around that. In Ooh, some, that's in exciting. some interesting, sneaky ways. But for the most part, if you're going to have an actual Shinrin-yoku experience, you need something naturey. This does not have to be a pristine forest. That's awesome. But it can be a city park. It can be uh, an arboretum. Okay, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. What about a greenhouse? Could you even go to your local plant store or a rooftop garden or something? We could, because we're going to see that one of the benefits are these chemicals called phytoncides. Phytoncides. Ooh, it sounds like something Superman would deal with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and these are emanated by all plants. Are they good or bad? Well, the name sounds kind of bad. <laughs> phytoncides. Because, <laughs> don't touch the plant. Because they can be defensive compounds for the mm. plants. So, for instance, cedar. Well, plants have to defend themselves somehow. Yeah. Okay. Cedar, we know, smells really, really good to us. We <sighs> super enjoy it. Oh, yeah. But if you make a box out of cedar or put cedar chips into your drawer, it's oh, yeah. going to keep out moths and other insects. So for them, it's a repellent or something that pushes away. But for us, it can be really, really pleasant. There's Weren't you 
saying something the last time we were talking about shinrunoku something about cedar chips or smells or things like that they were doing studies on them yeah there's okay a guy named miyazaki and he has done boy studies on a bunch of different plant compounds so all plants have these these chemicals and we can smell some of them all of them have the cedar right yes so he does a study and has people smell cedar and he's checking out their blood pressure Mm. and 40 to 60 seconds after that inhalation of the cedar blood pressure drops wow and he also records how people feel for a lot of these plants uh, pine scents evergreen type of Mm. scents it creates feelings so we have those objective measurements Mm -hmm. blood pressure for instance but we have the subjective reports of ah this makes me feel calm and relaxed and of course we know that the subjective and objective are intertwined yeah our minds are very powerful so as we were talking earlier if you don't have access to nature for whatever reason say you are stuck in the hospital for a few days with whatever could you a bring plants in and b have somebody bring you some cedar oil or some other scent that would lift your spirits now are there other things that you could do if you are in a confined situation for a bit miyazaki's done studies on he's the plant guy i'd have to check but but i know he or some of his associates have also done studies on for instance the tactile sensation of wood oh and the color green Mm. so auditory stimuli the sound of birds wow when people are listening to our podcast and they have those birds in the background they are getting a positive effect of mini shinrin yokuishness <laughs> just from hearing those birds so you could bring in some houseplants get yourself some cedar oil or something put on a cd of bird song absolutely grab your favorite green pillowcase <laughs> well i'm just saying yes, right exactly. i mean you and i have both had times when we haven't been able to get outside and i really want for our listeners to have a way or to help somebody who is currently unable to do that and of course nothing is going to replace actual nature itself however if we could help our immune system have better sleep all of those benefits if we could do that even to a small degree with things that have been studied how how neat is that it really is and that makes you realize you could be in the middle of the city and put on that cd of birdsong choose that instead of music sometimes mm. and you're going to have this beautiful nature sound that really affects you on both physical and mental and emotional levels in a profound way. As you said, there's probably nothing like nature itself. It's a little bit like a whole plant versus an extract of a plant. That entire nature experience of going out and having a Shinrin Yoku walk is going to affect us super, super positively. So that's that's our go-to, but there are definitely other things we can do. Okay, so the houseplant slash oil slash birdsong CD is sort of the supplement, exactly. the Shinrin Yoku oh, supplement. Yeah. yeah, great way if to see it. If you can't get the real food, the whole food of going for the walk itself. Okay, so perhaps people don't know this, and I when I heard about Shinrin Yoku, I was thinking is there a way I do this what do I do are there 
rules or something. <laughs> Let's explain how. Because there's three main guidelines, and then we'll give a little some little tips and oh, okay. tricks at the end. But there's three main guidelines. And the first is to slow down. The second is to be aware of our breathing. And the third is to be in our senses. Okay. So let's start at the beginning, slowing down. Slowing down. Always positive. Oh, you and I know there is, once you feel rushed. Ugh. Oh, man. It is awful. That is one of the things that I really dislike in life is feeling rushed. And the sad thing is I know that it's really a mental thing, which is what makes it even more frustrating for me because I'm often rushing myself. And then I rush others. And then they get grumpy. And I get grumpy. And things start to fall apart. It's amazing the power of rushing to just kind of dismantle good moods, to dismantle our lives. And oddly, to often make us late. If I start <laughs> rushing because I have to be to an appointment, I'm going to tend to drop things. My mind isn't thinking clearly, mm -hmm. so I can't sloppy. remember where the You're keys are. You're going to forget are. something and have to go back. Exactly. It does not get us there faster. You're saying. Never rush that, which must be done quickly. Absolutely. There it is. So slowing down. Remember when we used to do with Andrea, we'd do those uh, yoga retreats. Mm -hmm. And one time we presented to people, if you are in the middle of rushing to get out that door because you're late to an appointment, here's the challenge for you. Instead of rushing out the door and jumping in your car and going, stop, set an alarm on your phone, let's say, for two minutes and sit down and breathe for two minutes. It's going to be torturous <laughs> because that's the last thing we want to do. But if we breathe, we're going to center ourselves. We're going to drive more safely. Two minutes is not going to make a difference in mm -hmm. being late. It, it just will not make a difference. <laughs> and we are probably going to actually get to our destination more quickly by slowing down. Yeah, that, that always reminds me of that story about Gandhi. How does that go? I he was oh, yeah With meditation. So, yeah, he always would meditate, and it, it's similar because so he would always meditate, and he'd meditate for a, an hour a day or something. And his you know, people came to him and said, "Oh, you're way too busy. You 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 can't. You don't have time to meditate." And his response was something like, "Well, then I need to meditate for two hours a day." Yeah. <laughs> Thought being, if I'm that busy, I clearly need to have more downtime. And it's the same here. If you're rushing. Give it a try. Two minutes. It's not going to make or break things. Obviously, if you're in an emergency, that's a completely different situation. But really, try it. I remember somebody, a couple people tried it, and they you got to hear feedback. And they said, oh my gosh, I can't even believe it. Yeah. Hardest thing to do, but the best thing to do. It made a difference. Yeah. it's We've even tried to do that in, quote, emergency situations in the sense that you hear your child fall and are instinct is to rush and we've actually gotten hurt sometimes rushing to yes. the aid we're just taking three seconds one breath settle yourself and then go you're going to think more clearly you're going to be able to react more effectively amazing what just a moment of stopping can do in shinrin yoku we go slow because that's going to be the foundation the root of the entire shinrin yoku experience is to slow down you're walking. It's hard to explain how slow that we go, 
But in a way, you can go about as slow as you can walk. Yeah, how slow can you go? How slow can you go? Take it super slow. The tortoise versus the hare. Yes. And, and the tortoise will win in this instance because going slow is going to affect, again, the entire experience that's unfolding in front of you. Wow, incredible. Which brings us to paying attention to breathing. If we're going slower, obviously, we're able to pay attention to things that are going on physiologically. Yeah, slowing down the breath. As we walk, breathing slow. We know from the M wave, so we have this little biofeedback, biofeedback machine, yeah, that we use with students and with ourselves. When you breathe slowly, it changes your physiology, changes your mind state. So you don't have to focus in on your breathing or, or anything else. You just try to breathe more slowly. If you can, into your belly. But even there, don't worry too much about it. I like to think of trying to get in a rhythm of five in, five out, or thereabouts. But that slow breathing like you're doing right now, that's... Number two. Hmm, how nice. I can almost see how if you were out and you were going slow and you're breathing, you could almost begin to feel your breath as sort of, this might sound kind of wacko, but your breath as part of the cycle of the nature around you. Oh, yeah. You are breathing in the trees, their breath, and the trees are breathing in it's you. It's so neat. <sighs> We're not just separated uh, individuals. Yeah, But if you don't slow down, you never get a chance to even realize that kind of stuff or feel it. There's a beautiful quote, and I wish I could remember it, that I just read today by Alan Watts about, well, I'll just paraphrase the, the thought, that we often can feel like we're a part of the world, not a part of it, but we are separate from a, the world. Apart, separated. Yes, we're separated. But that really we are like waves coming out of the ocean. We are a direct beingness of this world. So when we go out into nature, that is, that is you. And that, well, we're kind of getting into more of the, the deepness that Shinrin-yoku can bring. But breath is a great place, as you mentioned, to just feel that connection. Mm, wow, lovely. And the third one was being in our senses. Being in our senses. This is where it gets really exciting. The neuroscience is showing that basically I can be in sensory mode or I can be in thinking mode. Not really both at once. They inhibit each other. We know this from, okay, you're, oh, you're trying to write a letter to somebody, you're really thinking, or you're writing email, you're really task-oriented. Somebody can walk right up behind you, tap you on the shoulder. You won't be aware of your environment at all. Our senses essentially almost shut down as our mind is thinking, vice versa. So now we're walking along slowly, we're breathing slowly, and we start coming into our senses. This automatically inhibits thinking, and it's fun. Mm -hmm. Noticing, as we were talking before, about all the different things, the play of light. Oh my goodness, it's beautiful springtime now and all of the leaves are unfolding where we live and the light that shines through them at different times of the day is breathtaking incredible it really is enough to just stop you and the the color of moss on a rock i've been just oh oh 
speechless. And, and there's so many things. The feeling of the wind blowing on your skin and the scents in the air that you notice and the sounds around you. We, you, you could just go as you're walking through each of the senses to kind of waken them up and then continue your walk and realize how much is coming into you and how much you are also putting out. You're making a sound. You're breathing out that breath and in that breath. You're part uh, yeah. of it again. Yeah. That's beautiful. And you're tapping into some of the things that we can let our awareness go to. That feeling of the wind. If we have bare feet, the feeling of our feet on the ground. That sound of a squirrel scolding us from the tree. And it's okay in Shirin Yoku. We're going nice and slow to make stops along the way. Put your hand into that green moss. Oh, that's exactly what I was thinking of. So soft and luxurious looking. Smell those pine needles. Turn around and look at that, that bird that's flying by. Be just as immersed, bathing, integrated with this moment in nature as you possibly can. Oh, that sounds lovely. Do we have some tips? Yeah, we've mentioned both of us already going barefoot. Going barefoot. Now it's I realize for some people this is this is a lot, but going barefoot, it's it's really good stuff. Well, it'll keep you going slowly for sure. If you're not used to it, it will force you to be slower. Yeah, which is good. You what we usually recommend if people are tentative about going barefoot is take those shoes off and just hold them in your hands. They can be a little security shoes. <laughs> and if you need to put them back on, you can. But most of us are going to find that our feet are more resilient than we think, especially, as you said, if we're going really slowly. Being barefoot, it wakes up a whole portion of our physiology. That's almost its own podcast, it there, is. going barefoot. There oh are so gosh. many positives of going barefoot. It's amazing. So so that's one. Going barefoot. Another is, is time. So most of us don't have such an open schedule that we can just go for an open-ended Shinrin Yoku walk. If you can, it's the weekend or something like that, that's probably the very best way to do it. Just go, and when you're done, you're done. Two hours later, (laughs) half a mile later. (laughs) (laughs) But if that's not possible for you, look around and find a meditation app that has a nice chime or something, and go ahead, bring your phone along. I usually don't advocate that. But... Let that chime bring you out of the Shinrin Yoku. So you set it for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, whatever your time is. That way you don't have to worry about trying to keep track of the time. Right. Because it's all about taking off that invisible backpack, getting rid of the worries for a little while to just be completely present. Oh, I love it. The last tip I'd have is if you can gain a little bit of knowledge of some edibles, is to add the taste element. Ooh. Yeah, that most people don't think of that as one of the senses that we're going to engage during a walk. But a little bit of knowledge will teach you, oh, white pine is fine to put into my mouth. As I'm walking along, I can take a couple of pine needles, put them into my mouth, and be engaging that sense. So engage the taste sense. Oh, I really like that. It's an even deeper dimension to it. Yeah. My gosh. We got an email just just today, that touched us so, so deeply. It was from one of our patrons, and he shared, he, he's from Finland, and he shared a whole bunch of experiences with he and his wife and two daughters, and how our videos have impacted him and made a difference. 
I just want to break here for a moment and say that meant so much to us. For us, it was like a Shinrin Yoku walk. We probably got so many mental and physiological benefits just <laughs> reading that, that email from him and not only having him being supporting us financially, but taking the time to write and saying what a difference our work has made in his life and in his family's life. So just a big thank you to all of you who have written, who take the time to comment, and to those of you who are patrons through PayPal or Patreon. We are not able to do any of this without your support financially and also that love that is sent to us and and the goodwill, good feelings. <laughs> it's so beautiful and we really truly are grateful. If you want to become a patron, you can visit rewildu.com, R-E-W-I-L-D-U.com. And right on the front page, if you scroll down a bit, there's some buttons that can take you to PayPal or Patreon. Even a dollar pledge is something that makes a difference for us here. And if not, just go and leave a review for our podcast or send us a note, leave a comment on one of our YouTube videos and just tell us how you've been motivated lately to get more in touch with your rewilded self, with nature, with, with others, with this whole experience of life. There's lots of other stuff on that website. Now, if you have just come to the podcast and you haven't seen our videos, really encourage you to go check out the videos because we cover so much of this same genre of material in our videos. And there's a huge, uh, I don't know, there's a couple hundred videos at least that have all wow. kinds, a whole wealth of information. So huh. check it out. My gosh, no wonder why you need Shinrin Yoku walks. You've been busy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's time for you to unleash your life. And what do you think we're going to say today? Here is the action point, and there's only one today. Easy to remember. Shinrin-yoku. Yeah. Go for Shinrin-yoku. Go Shinrin-yoku with baby. <laughs> Find what that means to you. If right now you're listening to this and you are recovering from a surgery, you're in the hospital, ask somebody to bring a plant, maybe some, some balsam oil or something. And put some music, instead of the music or the TV going, take an hour of bird song. If you are heading out to Yosemite during one of your hikes, see if you can find a little used trail and just take that Shinrin Yoku experience. Take your shoes off, open your senses, soak in. And I've got to add in, you could do this with other people. And it can be really powerful because everyone is quiet and everyone is in their senses. And it's really neat to move through the forest with a group of people who aren't saying anything, but simply exploring and sharing with each other without words. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> it really is. And afterwards, stopping and talking and sharing what was that experience like for you <laughs> what did you see what did you hear smell taste feel really cool so give it a try and tell us if you have done shinrin yoku before or something similar how it makes you feel what you love about really immersing yourself in nature want to come for a little walk with oh me? my gosh i've been so inspired it sounds incredible i really need a bath and i need it in nature <laughs> love to you all. <laughs>